1: Welcome to Kogel Wine and Film A Perfect Pairing. I'm film critic Gary Kogel, and today I look at the highly successful Netflix Oscar contender. It's called Glass Onion A Knives Out Mystery, starring the former James Bond, Daniel Craig, and of course, the great Janelle Monet. Plus, a look at one of the craziest series on television. It's season two of White Lotus, which makes me giggle. It's from the mind of Mike White, starring the always funny and sometimes tragic Jennifer Coolidge. Okay. Plus a personal connection that Haley and I have to one of its main stars, Adam DeMarco.
2: And I'm Sommelier Haley Hamilton-Cogill, and let's hope the gays don't want to
0: kill me. I <laughs>
2: just want to hear you laugh for these wine pairings, because today we have two thirst-quenching flavor bombs to toast what I think uh, has been two of our favorite viewing experiences in recent weeks. Yep. So let's get into it, Gary. Let's, let's toast to Knives Out.
1: Okay. Glass Onion. You know, I like this film a lot. I did, too. I like the first one a lot, but I think I like this one better. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because time has gone by. And I'm kind of into the the system of having a lot of well-known actors kind of play out.
2: And it was in a pretty part of the world. And it
1: was in a beautiful part <laughs> of the world. You know, writer-director Ryan Johnson, he, who did Looper, he did Breaking Bad. I mean, he's one of the directors of Breaking Bad, one of the main ones. Um, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, a very popular one. He's got this new film with Natasha Lyonne called Poker Face. That it's I can't a new wait. series. Yeah, it's yeah. a 10-part mystery series. so I think it's on Peacock, and I can't wait to see that. But this one's got Daniel Craig, who's back as a big southern mystery solver. Mystery
2: solver. He's
1: kind of like, you know, he's kind of, like, I don't know. He's, he's always solving mysteries, but it talks like this, like he's from the deep south, which he is. It's <laughs> kind of like a Texas guy. And, of course, it's Edward Norton, who plays the guy that owns the, he's, is Edward Norton, is he the Tesla guy?
2: Is he Elon Musk? Is he Elon Musk? Yeah, pretty much. Probably based slightly <laughs> Something o- on him.
1: on the weirdness of that. Yes. Um, hasn't been proven, but you can kind of read into all that stuff. And he's got his own private island, and he's got all these people that he knows out. And, of course, there's all kinds of stuff to solve. And Kate Hudson, who's really good in this film. She's great. And she plays a different kind of character. She's She's uh, what do I want to say?
2: An no. inappropriate uh, texting socialite, <laughs> former model. What a what
1: inappropriate a. socialite. <laughs> yes, totally. And then uh, Dave Bautista, who I think is really good, is just boy. They they focus on his muscles a lot yes. in this movie.
2: He's flexing a lot.
1: He's flexing a lot. Leslie Odom Jr., who we love, and yes. I think Janelle Monae is one of the best things in this film. And it's got cameos by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Yo-Yo Ma.
2: And Hugh Grant. And
1: Hugh Grant is got a cameo in it. And He's,
2: and Angela Lansbury is yeah. is in one of the boxes in the, in the Zoom chat.
1: In the Zoom chat.
2: Which is also it's just so weird.
1: <laughs> that, that makes, that's really funny. Yes. Serena Williams, Stephen Sondheim. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's just kind of crazy. But, you know, this uh, Edward Norton plays Miles Braun, who invites all his friends to this gateway island on a private Greek island that he owns. And and when somebody turns up deaf, it's dead. It's Detective Benoit Blanc. That's what his name is. Benoit Blanc is put on the case. So I – is it something that I really care to figure out before And all these kinds of murder mystery shows Um, the answer is yes your mind plays games and you try to figure it out but they do a big tell early in this film kind of early in this film about some of the things that are going on and so you don't really really know until kind of the end and 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 and, and I I think it's better than a film we're going to talk about it next week it's one of these big elaborate with lots of people in it right beautifully made I think it looks really cool I don't take it seriously no it's fine I I don't take any of this seriously You know, I don't feel like it's uh, an invasion on my life, and I have to think too hard about it. But man, I'm looking at that glass onion and that big parlor where the, where everything happens. You think, you know, they they spend a lot of money building this stuff, and yes. making all this stuff happen, and it's a big budget, really cool film.
2: So, and yeah. and there are just some complete like you have to you have to go along with with various scenarios in it, which you know I. I I took this as a fun murder mystery film. Right. It's it's like an, a knockoff on an Agatha Christie kind of very much feel. so. And right. you know, yes, it may be completely um, obvious or not obvious, and you have to. And and certain scenarios are are. Completely unrealistic. I mean, they all are, are shot with some gun when they arrive in the mouth, and all of a sudden, nobody can ever get COVID. I mean, it's like <laughs> how you just kind of have to play along. That's, <laughs> and, that's
1: right. Their vaccination when they get off that boat on the island yes, it's, it's really it's, troubling.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but okay, I guess we're in oh, this. Okay. And if you, and, and, uh, you know each one of them has their own little reason why they love miles or they hate miles but you know it's just it's just fun it's just silly and and you have to just want to go along with the with the ride to to really enjoy it
1: i think i think the difference between like the kill puro films the early kenneth brana murder mystery <accom> ones is those take themselves very seriously and this does not right at any point in fact they're doing constant uh, references to pop culture and things that are going on in the world and and everything from recycling to you know the, you know the covid vaccine as as we said but i i i think it's really fun and i th- in some ways it's just a really great I don't want to call them mindless films because you have to keep up with it because the writing's really good.
2: And it's and yeah, it's yeah. you have to pay attention. Yeah, and I think that that that's it's it's not a it's not a throwaway or anything yeah. like that at all. It's definitely, um, – I, I, very I found it to be very entertaining. Yeah,
1: it's the best um, thing I've seen Kate Hudson do in quite a while. Yeah, yeah, and it's really fun to watch her in this film. Cool. We liked it. So we're in Greece on an island. So
2: let's travel to the Greek island of Santorini to pair them. with glass onion. You've been there. I have been there and and love it and find it um, to be one of the most beautiful places in the entire world. With you know the the the. White stucco buildings. The architecture is amazing. Yes, these blue rooftops. Did that, you
1: stay in one of those white stucco, blue rooftop on a cliff? On a cliff, overlooking over 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 the
2: ocean. ocean. It, it was quite dreamy. Yes, um, but that's and 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 then I got to taste some really good wine, which made it all yeah. even better. So, um, Santorini is known for their Assyrtico, uh white wines, highly, highly steely, um, v- zesty, vibrant mineral driven enamel stripping delicious enamel stripping <laughs> gorgeous i mean high high acidity yeah. super fresh white wine um that's grown in uh, these high elevations on top of of, yeah, of the the island i mean you literally you you we took a a speedboat from from Crete to Santorini, and um, and you kind of get off the boat, and then you're carried or you're bused uh, up, 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 up to the top of of this mountainside, and you see these vineyards that are growing in these sandy soils, phylloxera, which basically wiped out, you know, the entire world's um, wine. Growth, um, grapevines over the last several hundred years um, has never reached. Santorini because, one, the soils, but also just because it's an isolated so island. So isolated. And so... I have this
1: image of them carrying you up like Greek gods. <laughs> it, it,
2: no, I was On a, a big, big
1: giant chair.
2: <laughs> it's a nice way to think of it. Giving you grapes. It was basically a whole bunch of wine riders sitting in a bus, including a bunch of Russians, which was a very interesting side part of, of that trip of just traveling with with these very crazy Russians. Um, But these vines, high elevation, that they are intentionally, instead of kind of trellised vineyards or pergola vineyards, like we see in other parts of the world on this beautiful island, the vines are wrapped in basically what looks like a basket with the grapes kind of growing inside these basket structures to protect them from the Blustery winds that just you know are constantly beating on the oceans, or constantly beating through through the vineyards from the ocean. So it's just fascinating. the The result of that is that you do get this kind of briny salinity from this sea air that that blows through the vineyards, that matches this just zesty, citrusy. herbaceous, delicious, incredible wine that's just perfect with the, the cuisine of, of Greece, so the Mediterranean diet of all this fish and, and olives. And, oh, it's just so delicious. My favorite one, one of my favorite ones, is from Domaine Sigalis, um, founded in 1991 by Paris Sigalis and Christos Marcazoni and Giannis um, Tundas. Wow. I think I got those right. Um, it's uh, wine made um, in the original Sigalas home. Um, the they utilize organic viticulture, which is is kind of a lot of the wineries in 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 Greece as a whole and in, and in Santorini in particular farm biodynamically or organically, but it's not it's it's a lovely thing to 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 say and to be recognized but it's almost just that's the way of life it's yeah. just that's how it's that's just how it's supposed to be done which is another thing that that i love but it's super fresh super lively a little bit of of pepperiness on the finish Really, I think, a, a, a delicious white wine and a perfect wine to toast the glass onion.
1: I can see I can see Kate Hudson just sitting by that pool. Oh, with
2: her. Yes. In
1: her bikini. <laughs> with her big, their big hat. Big hat. And she has a full-time assistant. She's <laughs> kind of a mess. She's kind of a mess. Speaks her mind constantly. And she's got a glass of Assyrtica. Right?
2: That sounds pretty good. Right
1: next to her. <laughs> All right. Good good pairing and really good film. Way to go.
2: Really good film.
1: When we come back on co Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing, the craziness and deliciousness of White Lotus Season 2. Which features one of the greatest lines in the history of streaming television. The
2: gays are going to kill me.
1: The gays are going to kill me. (laughs) And we will be right back.
2: Gary and I binge watched all of White Lotus season two, and and both of us pretty much haven't stopped talking about this Emmy Award winning series created by Mike White because the gays are gonna kill.
1: So me. that's the line, and that, that that Jennifer Coolidge says, and when she says it, it just. Gays. I looked at you and said, "Did she say that? <laughs> the gays it's, are gonna kill me.
2: The gays are gonna kill me."
1: And it's just like just. Just the word, the
2: gays.
1: (laughs) And she's hanging out with a whole entire boatload of gay men and then realizes they don't have good intentions. They don't (laughs)
2: have good intentions. At all. At all. And
1: what she does is just shockingly great. (laughs) Because it's the wildest, it's one of the wildest TV series I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, A couple things about Mike White, and I think you know a lot more probably about him than I do. But he appeared on the 14th season of The Amazing Race. With his, with his dad, father, with his dad Mel, and his his and they were lasted I think for like seven legs or something like that. Eliminated in sixth place in Phuket, Thailand, and and then they returned Mike and Mel, Mike White and, and Mel, to compete in the Amazing Race Unfinished Business, where they were the second team eliminated in Japan. I have very little memory of that. Yeah. I have very little. And we've watched all those shows.
2: Well, I don't think he came out and said so. I'm, you know. I'm uh, Mike White. I'm Mike White. And I make, you know, I make incredible uh, well, television a, shows. Well, and, and so. he's an actor. He's been around for a long right.
1: time, too, doing lots of stuff. But his father was a minister and was a, a minister and a ghostwriter for evangelist Jerry Falwell. Crazy. And Pat Robertson, who had, back in my very first job in television in Dallas, Texas. I worked for Channel 39. And it was owned by Pat Robertson and he would come in once every two or three months and have a prayer meeting with the staff. And then I remember the craziest thing happened one day. We all went out in the parking lot and Pat Robertson put his hands on one of our editor's cars who wasn't running and tried to heal it. It was just nonsense.
2: It's just nonsense. I giggled the whole time he
1: had his hands on that car. But anyway, but that's his, you know, his dad wrote, and, and, and then his dad came out uh, later in life. And, uh, and then Mike White's also collaborated with Jack Black. He co-wrote School of Rock. And, uh, and he co-wrote Nacho Libre. One of my, Nacho Libre, Nacho is one of my favorite goofy comedies of all time. When Jack Black is trying to woo this girl by having her eat toast, or they eat toast on it. Eat a piece of toast. And then he's wearing real stretchy pants. And he says to her, do you like my stretchy pants? His belly. And he just puts his big belly out there and his big legs. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. But back to White Lotus. Jennifer Coolidge, Michael Imperioli, F. Marie Abraham, Aubrey Plaza, who was recently a host of Saturday Night Live and is in Emily the Criminal, which she helped produce and is very good in. Adam DeMarco. Tom Hollander and Haley Lou Richardson. Now, Adam DeMarco, we have a connection with because years, a number of years ago, we worked on a film called Words and Pictures, directed by Fred Skepsy, um, uh, starring Clive Owen, Juliette Binoche, Amy Brenneman, Navid Nagaban. And
2: Adam DeMarco. And
1: Adam DeMarco was one of the the students, high school kids. And we got to know him. So my big day one day, uh, you know, was uh, I was his stand-in while we were setting up shots outside, <laughs> and I was Adam stand-in, and I'll never forget that. But I talked to him probably every day. He was a, he was a, a young 20-year-old yeah. playing a high school kid, and, I, and, and a really nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Words and Pictures, starring Adam DeMarco. <laughs> if you rent it right now, we'll get a buck. Anyway, I, I love this series.
2: It was very fun. So I listened. To, I've listened to a few um, podcasts with with Mike White and kind of just his story and and really the idea for what what he is hoping or what the the White Lotus um, uh, series. Um, is will become will will kind of grow into and that is like the first season was kind of about privilege and each season the idea is that they'll go to another one of these, you know, resort paradises they started first in, in, in Maui. Yeah, in Hawaii. Um working during COVID. Yeah. Basically they took over the four seasons at Wailia and, and kind of you know figured out how to <laughs> How to make a how to make a, yeah. a multi part series in the middle of a pandemic and and we have a friend who was actually a part of it as well yeah fantastic Mark Hopper
1: Mark Hopper was an is an extra he's is in an the background and everything a, in just about um, every other scene
2: and and so that was kind of about the privilege and and excess and that and then this series what he thought going into it was it was going to be all about I'm pretty sure about Financial and money and that kind of lean. And instead, they arrive in this just palatial uh, former palace, if I'm correct, estate Mm -hmm. in Sicily that was just so beautiful that it couldn't be about... Money, it had to be about sex
1: because it has all these erotic murals on the wall,
2: everything, yes. So, the entire kind of the entire like series focus shifted to this season's all about sex and the gay. And <laughs>
1: channeling your best Jennifer. I just
2: I love her so much. I think she's just amazing, and and I and I just really it's it's just really fun, and it's interesting to kind of hear the different takes on at the different characters. Michael Imperioli, who we basically the only thing that I really associated before this with him was he's Christopher in The Sopranos. And Sopranos. And
1: um, F. Murray Abraham, who was an Amadeus. Yeah, I mean it's just a really Solieri, great. Yeah,
2: really yeah. great, really great cast of of characters. But without um, any doubt, Jennifer Coolidge, absolutely, And she's winning every award, steals the show.
1: So my whole world with her goes back to Best in Show, <sighs> because she was part of the you know when, when these early days soup, of of the mo- mo- mockumentaries, and they did Waiting for Guffman, and then they did. Best talk, in Show,
2: not talk,
1: and and she was she was she was the, the owner. Was so much in common. And Jane Lynch was her trainer.
2: Yes.
1: and wasn't she married to the old guy yes. who lived in Fort Worth? He passed away a number of years ago. I went to his funeral. He was oh. the old guy in Best in Show. He was it in was a number. So much in common. He was he was um, a bank teller in Bonnie and Clyde way back wow. in the day. That was his first job. And he became this kind of local actor who appeared in all these things. But she was just so great. She's Cause, just Because those are all ad-lib actors. Yeah. You have to be able to ad-lib and do those. You have to be those. quick and, and witty. And do those things. But, man, just to watch her career do what it's doing right now, it's in the stratosphere, and she's winning every word and, and starting to show up in all kinds of yeah. stuff. Yeah.
2: And she's she's hilarious, but also so genuine and sincere. Yeah. And I think that that's the real—that's that that's why she is so so— loved and funny and and just her mind's
1: racing a mile a minute it seems like all the time and then what comes out is very unfiltered right and or yet it might be very complicated in her I don't know she's just genuinely hilariously funny and
2: she puts it all out there and
1: uh and she doesn't hold anything back yeah, and I don't think this series holds anything back. It's really wild and crazy, and
2: it's big. I mean, you—it's—it's it's not quite as provocative, and there there isn't as much full frontal as like in a Babylon, right? But you this this season in particular, you you've got to be comfortable with seeing a a lot of sex. But there's also some funny little. There are funny little. Nods that Mike White puts in this that that do just kind of make you giggle. The mm-hmm. there there are a pair of of prostitutes that basically kind of m- move throughout the hotel, um, visiting various um, guests. Right, <laughs> but they but they're also kind of
1: they're like college students. They're
2: like and. and I heard Mike White kind of refer to what what the character idea was, and it was almost like a Laverne and Shirley, and that That's they're funny. they're never you know they like always want to be a part of the party, but they're never really part of the party. But then they finally sneak into the party, and then what are they going to do at the party? And then how can they stay at the party? And oh wait, I'm going to go over here and and do this and be and and they're just these these kind of quirky, yeah. funny. Silly, and one
1: of them plays piano and sings, and one
2: of them just yeah, what's well, actually piano good. and sing. It's actually pretty good. And it's it's just a it's it's definitely worth the uh, worth the the, yeah. the whatever you, six hours of your life to yep. to to sit down, whether it be you know in some streaming, it's on h it's an HBO Max show, but but definitely one of the ones that that should be that should be seen.
1: I think Mike White's a great writer. I think he's just a he great just writer, funny. and I, I mean, every episode I would look at you and say, "Did they just say, Did that? They say that? What a great line! Yeah. What a great line! Just full of really interesting kinds of things." Okay. All right, so okay, let's drink some wine. So
2: let's drink some wine because we're gonna go to Northwestern Sicily, <laughs> Tenuta Capofraro. Uh, Tenuta Tenuta Faro. I am not Italian, but I am channeling my innermost Italiano. Um, so the Malvasia variety has has been a part of of Sicily for generations. It's it's what um, their their dessert wine um, has been made of for years. But it can also be made very. Dry and so in the northwestern part of Sicily, in these sandy soils, um, on the island of Salina, which is a tiny little island right off the coast, Mm -hmm. um, it's where um, Il Postino. Il
1: Postino, which I think won the Oscar for best foreign film, was filmed. Italian
2: film. Um, Much of the film was actually made there, and absolutely beautiful. Um, These Malvasia vines grow. That basically produce some of again, fragrant, vibrant, luscious, delicious, briny white wines that that are aromatic and lively, and I think just a you know, beautiful, perfect pairing for. White lotus, wow. white lotus. I mean, nice and you know, you think of the white lotus, you think of a flower, you think you know a wine that's going to deliver those nice floral notes. And I think of
1: it being very warm there.
2: It's very well, yes. Very hot there. Yeah. It's very warm. You, um, I just, I think that it's a a a, a fun kind of interesting yeah. and and likely a variety that that isn't on. A, a normal radar, but it should be. It's like so many of these of these beautiful Italian wines and and Greek wines. They, I mean, Italy has Italy has over six hundred different varieties growing throughout the the country and the islands. And and when you think about that, how many of those do we actually have the opportunity to to enjoy in the states? And and it really kind of If you're if you believe like I do, like every glass is an adventure, then then enjoying something that might not be on your radar is really is really perfect.
1: I would say a couple dozen, three dozen of the Italians we get all the time. Uh,
2: Sure. Well, and and it's really easy to to when you're when you're sitting in a bar and just say, "Oh, I'll just take a glass of Chardonnay or have a glass of." Pinot Grigio, or I mean, that's a, a it's kind of a no brainer, but then all of a sudden, when you can have something like an Assyrtico or a Malvasia or uh, Alvarino or you know, yeah, any of know. these just delicious, fragrant, lively wines that that might challenge you a little bit, but your palate will thank you for it, kind of like White Lotus.
1: Thank you, thank you, Haley, thank- says my palate. <laughs>
2: I just want
1: to say that all day. <gasps> Isn't that great? That's a really great pairing. Just, Super fun. Just a great series and a really good wine. Next time on Cogill Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing, two new Oscar-contending films, including The Banshees of Ennis Sharon, starring Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, and a wild little food-eccentric horror film starring Ray Fiennes called The Menu. And with that, I'm Gary Cogill. I'm always looking for the next great film.
2: And I'm Haley Hamilton Cogill, always in search of a great glass of wine.
1: Join us next time on Cogill Wine and Film,
2: A Perfect Pairing. Aloha. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.
0: The legends are true! But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes!